Hey guys, I'm Norman. And I'm Cassandra. If you enjoy this show, and we hope you do, consider checking out Second Breakfast, our weekend edition podcast exclusively for Patreon supporters. Where we discuss things mostly related to Lord of the Rings, including cast filmographies, the Silmarillion, and much more. For $5 a month, you'll get access to this and other Patreon-exclusive Dueling Genre content. Head over to DuelingGenre.com support to find out more, and thank you very much for listening. Welcome to Lord of the Rings Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie The Fellowship of the Ring one drum-filled minute at a time. I'm Cassandra Fredrickson. I'm Norman Mitchell. And joining us again today, we have Naomi Wong from Geek by Night. Hello. Hello again. <laughs> and today we'll be talking about Minute 134, which starts with Pippin bracing himself for the wrath of Gandalf <laughs> and ends with Gandalf kind of like hurting the hobbits around him. Yes. Aragorn shouts, get back, stay stay behind Gandalf. Yeah, stay with Gandalf. So, you know that scene in Moana where she goes into the ship... Co- uh, spoilers for Moana, but she, she goes into the place with all the ships and then her grandmother's like, bang the drum? Yes. I started... <laughs> laughing because I thought about this scene. Oh, and then like the, the big song starts. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, it's like she's down there yeah. with all the goblins and she's just, because you know the, the drum just starts yeah. slow and then it, you know, picks up. Yeah. Picks up. But anyway. <laughs> anyway. Now all I'm going to hear with the drums is our way away. <laughs> yes. Lin-Manuel Miranda's Beautiful voice. Yeah. Oh, man. He's Moana just an so orc. <laughs> oh anyway. Gosh. Imagine the orc singing that. Oh, man. Singing about, <laughs> singing about finding a new home. Yes. <laughs> Going from mountain to mountain instead of island to island. I mean, that's what they do. They haven't moved in a while. Yeah, right? <laughs> oh, man. So I want to talk a little bit. I want bit. to protect Pippin. I'm oh, sorry. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's okay. Always protect him. I'm like, Pippin. <laughs> he, he looks like he's just been slapped. He looks like a small lost child in the mall, and I want to protect oh, him. Oh, no. <laughs> it, 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 what really frustrates me with the movie version is that he doesn't get like a resolution with Gandalf before, you know, the thing. Yeah. But like, because in the book, there's time and Gandalf speaks to him kindly, but like, you know, he gives him a watch or whatever. And then he's like, you know what? No, don't take the watch. Like, go to sleep. He only lets him like stew in it for like an hour as opposed to like in the movies where he has to stew for like like a movie or two. Like. Right. And also in in the book, (laughs) it's like he drops a pebble and that's not the reason that people come attack them. But like. (laughs) This he touches an arrow and then suddenly they're being attacked full force, and he's like, "Oh, yeah. God, everything's my fault." <laughs> so right. and he he has to live with this, carrying this around until he knows that Gandalf's not dead. I know. 
That's why the scene at the end of Moria <laughs> breaks my heart with him crying because I'm like, no, oh god, no, don't remind, don't remind me of that face. <laughs> because oh. the last, this is the last thing Gandalf said to Pippin. Oh my god, <laughs> no, don't say that. I tried to forget that. <laughs> so you, um, you specifically requested um, a Pippin scene. I did because um, I love Pippin. Pippin's my babe. Yes, I, I think this is the most Pippin scene yes, in the movie. <laughs> I think so. No. Um, you mentioned off mic that you actually ran into Billy Boyd once. Yes, it was amazing. <laughs> and it was like pretty much, it was a couple of days before my birthday as well, because Comic-Con in London is always like on or around my birthday. Mm-hmm. And we go to... We you know look at what events are happening and you see something that just says space milkshake. <laughs> so we figure that sounds fun. I wonder what that is. And we get there and there's not many people left because it's it's a movie screening and it's right like it technically goes over where the con closes. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> so we sit and watch this this movie, which is I think it's safe to say it's the weirdest movie I've ever seen sci-fi movie um mostly people from like sanctuary who are in it um if you ever watched the sanctuary like web series and then resultant tv series it's like amanda tapping Mm and um i keep i i need to look up his name i think it's robin dunn um but yeah no billy boyd's in it and they're basically um garbage men in space (laughs) and (laughs) And there's a rubber duck, and I can't remember why the rubber duck's there, but it's evil <laughs> and voiced by George Takei. <laughs> and it gets like bigger and bigger and more and more sinister as it goes along. And George and like this rubber duck wants nothing more than to, you know, make sweet love to Amanda Tapping, because who wouldn't? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no. We, so we watched this movie, beautiful movie. And then there's a panel afterwards with like two or three of the stars the three three guys in it and um so they welcome onto stage and it turns out that billy boyd has been sat two rows behind us watching the film being able to hear what we've been saying about the film throughout (laughs) (laughs) yeah it was an interesting experience but amazing that's amazing I know, you, I really want to see that movie. Yes, if if you can find it, do. It's so worth it. So definitely worth it. Because he's been in, like, not a whole lot of things. Um, no, I think I've seen yeah. everything he's done. Nice. And I know that he's in um, Master and Commander, which I haven't seen. Yes. And then I was like, so what else are we going to... Because we've been picking out movies to watch for the cast, and... I googled his like IMDb history and I was mm-hmm. like, what the hell is Space Milkshake? It's the best and movie I... you will ever watch in your life. <laughs> I know, I read the synopsis and I was like, I need to find this right now. <laughs> I know, I mean... I, reading about it and like reading the synopsis, it just makes me think of another like joke sci-fi show <laughs> that was on the sci-fi channel called Lex. I don't know if anyone else Mm-mm. has no. seen that. It's like... a. The main character of that is a janitor who winds up in control of like a super advanced spaceship. So <laughs> nice career goals. Yes, like totally on accident. That's kind of like Red Dwarf, though. 
Kind of, yeah. Kind of, you know. Yeah, because Lister's basically off. a janitor. Right. <laughs> uh, Did the cats become sentient over thousands of years? No. There's, like, an emotionless, like, zombie and a robot head. Like, are two of the other characters. <laughs> no wonder this got canceled. Uh, um, it has, like, five seasons. What? Really? Yeah. It's, like, four or five seasons. Never mind. <laughs> It's ridiculous. Uh, oh. I love Pippin so much. Yeah. Uh, Billy Boyd's been like some cool stuff though. Like it's low budget, but it's good stuff. Mm-hmm. Always, he's usually the supporting role. Like he's in a couple of um, inspirational sports movies, which are like my weakness. <laughs> like, <laughs> and like the, with, with good people, like he's a, uh, in a, there's a swimming one. And there's a cycling one. Um, the flying yeah, Scotsman. Swimming one is, the swimming one is um, the one about the guy that swims across the English Channel, right? Yes, on a clear day. Yeah. Yeah, and it's so beautifully Scottish. That's awesome. They're all so beautifully Scottish. Like, um, And he was in Stone of Destiny, which is worth a watch as well. It's got Charlie Cox in it as well. Um, be- pretending to be Scottish much better than i do and yeah it's about the, st- <laughs> the the stone of destiny which is like an actual thing in scotland and they steal it from the english is great that's awesome yeah i was steal looking at that one english, too. i have to say because it's their stone it's daredevil trying to steal some stuff that's cool <laughs> i'm i'm there for that i'm there for that <laughs> so one of the things that i like about this whole little this whole little bit here is they the foley guys talk about how the sound that these dwarf screeching is dwarf screeching not dwarf the, 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 orcs, orc, yeah. the orc screeching is possum screams <laughs> how do they get that noise they went to a a possum research sanctuary in new re- zealand and recorded the possums that sounds like the i've changed my mind i want that job i want that job i've changed my mind i don't want to act anymore i want to be uh, a sound person at uh, uh, what's it? Foley artist. That's what I want to be. Yeah, my mind. A... <laughs> that's incredible. And like they talk about recording it and then going down into like uh leftover like World War Two tunnels and re-recording it with the, the reverb and the echo. Oh my god! To like get the sounds that they get here can and you, like can you doing imagine? this whole like setup for all the sounds here and going down into the tunnels and re-recording them in the naturally echoey space to make it sound like you're oh underground in a cavern. Can you imagine walking by those tunnels at some point, and then it's just like (laughs) (laughs) oh man, talk about an unappealing animal. Oh, they're so cute, little trash babies. (laughs) With like their hairless faces and crazily crooked teeth, they're like giant rats that scream. (laughs) Like big screaming rats with no hair on their faces, or very little hair on their faces. I don't know, man. Possums creep me out. They're cute. <laughs> they make horrifying noises. They do, clearly. Yes. <laughs> but I just think it's funny I that the th- orcs here are like possums screaming. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I've ever actually seen a possum in real life. Uh, they're they're uh, they tend to be aggressive animals. Yeah, they're really territorial, so that's probably a good thing. Yeah. We used to have cool. a family of them living in the tree in my parents' house, like the backyard of my parents' house. 
So the dogs would always like try and climb the tree, but it's like a 30 foot tree. And the possums are always, like, yelling at the dogs. <laughs> so, like, two in the morning, you just hear the screaming and the dogs barking. <laughs> oh. uh, I also love there's a there's a bit of foreshadowing in this minute. Oh, no. Oh, no. no yeah. Don't. Don't even. <laughs> Where you see Sean Bean don't just barely dare. dodge an arrow. No. Two. <laughs> two arrows. I'm like... See, I so, like to think that Sean Bean, Sean Bean looked at those arrows and said, not today, I got more to do. <laughs> well, because he's the one that peeks out and he's like, oh, crap. He's like, why he's did I do that? This was a terrible decision. Like, he's the one who runs to the door first. Yeah. He's like... Proactive, you oh, know? Yeah. And then, you know, he closes the door. <laughs> I love everyone's, like, coming down off of sheer terror face mm. oh, the, the smirk too. that Vigo gives the camera like he looks directly in the camera and smirks well, no, on the left not, side like, of his face he's just like <laughs> it's like a like a sigh of relief like he's just like oh Jesus like <laughs> you know but like Vigo totally gives like camera this kind of like weird knowing fourth wall breaking look does he <laughs> where is this I want to see this when he's when he, that moment where he's next to Legolas and he kind of looks directly at the camera and there's like a little smirk on his face, hmm. <laughs> because I don't know, it's like this weird kind of like fourth wall moment for me. Was that before Gandalf sh- shuts the book really, really dramatically? And it's either right before or right after. It's right. <laughs> oh, it's kind of like a smirk. Like it's. It's kind of smirky. I think that's just his face. Like, he's so smug. He's holding the torch and it's like him and Legolas. Yeah. Like, I think he's just relaxing his face. Yeah. But he looks directly at the camera. He's just like, oh god. Like looks into the camera like he's on The Office. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, he's like, he that did, just like, happened. Aragorn's like, I did it. I did it first, Bilbo Beggins. <laughs> Man. Uh it's so funny now that I'm a, like like watching the scene, being aware that Vigo just has a huge black eye on the right side of his face, and seeing everything in profile. It, it really does look awkward. Like once you start really paying attention to it. Well, that's probably why he's grimacing. Because yeah. he, his like face is like frozen, and then he relaxes, and that's probably like a, I don't know. Maybe it was painful. Yeah. Yeah, because you know it was. It must have been pretty bad for them to just be like, "No, we're not. We're not going to touch it up. We'll just film, <laughs> film you from the left." Mm-hmm. And Boromir just like heaves this huge sigh of relief and that the tension down, breaks. Just like, oh like, my god! <laughs> uh, can, can I just say how much I love the fact that <laughs> when Frodo like unsheaths his little his sting and it's blo- is glowing, and then Legolas is like orcs. Like, cheers for that. We know. <laughs> Why is it always you, Legolas? You don't have to prove you know what's going on. Orcs. Or do you think he was like a moment right. behind? Like he's just realized, oh, orcs. So I'm going to say it so you know I know. Yes. Just like when he when he spots the birds. Yeah. Or like um, that that moment where the ring is like when Gimli tries to smash the ring and then everyone has like a splitting headache but his is like a split second too late yeah. so he's just reacting off everyone else he's just like oh this is this is what I'm supposed <laughs> to oh, do oh this is supposed to hurt okay so <laughs> like, like like he was tired that day 
Uh, Orlando Bloom is so it's really funny on the commentaries. Too. I think his internet connection is laggy because he's just like two seconds behind everybody else. Yeah, you know. <laughs> he talks about how they filmed the scene like within the last the the balanced tomb stuff before, like a lot of the action sequences in Morda Moria. This this balanced tomb thing was filmed like in the last six months. Mm-hmm. This through the sequence with the cave troll, and he uh, he talks a little bit about how oh, i've lost it i've lost it no where are my notes how um peter jackson comes in on a saturday oh yeah they did of, like the saturday morning meeting with like the whole crew yeah he kind of just lays out what he wants to happen and then he's like okay good work team and then just leaves and then leaves the direction up to these two other um second unit directors yeah Man. that's cool like I am such a, like, control freak about some things. Like, I would never be able to just be like, okay, this is what I want, bye. Right. <laughs> you know? But, I mean, Peter, you know, he was, goes like, back forced and make, to delegate. Yeah, and goes back to and, like, redoes things. He's like, no, that's not quite right. We gotta do yeah. it again. Which is why, you know, Orlando Bloom had to be buried in snow. So. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta suffer for your art. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that must have sucked too, because he didn't get to wear a cloak. Yeah, that <laughs> must have really sucked. No, elves don't feel feel the cold, Orlando. I'm sorry, you can't have a jacket. <laughs> oh, okay, but that just sounds like what George Lucas said to Carrie Fisher. Like, oh my god, yeah, uh, like <laughs> you, there's no bras in space. Okay. <laughs> it sounds ridiculous, but he's. But he's wearing a cloak. He's got, like, the little cloak, but, like, he doesn't have, like, the big flowing cloaks like everybody like else. Like a fur line or mm. whatever. Like, you know, he doesn't have Boromir's beautiful, like, bearskin cloak. <laughs> Boromir always looks so cozy. He does. He had to, because he was hiking up cold mountains because he refused <laughs> to ride an helicopter. Also, it's Sean Bean, and he just doesn't give a crap. He's like, I, I, I just want to look cozy. I want to be cozy. I'm going to be cozy. Uh, I, I love the I look always... on Boromir's face when he sees those arrows coming. It's kind of comical. There's so <laughs> many like little moments played for laughs inside every fight scene that Peter Jackson has done. I think it's interesting that we see like we see them we see the arrows like we're coming at Boromir from the arrows point of view. Yeah. I always like it when people do that. Like it, I think it's it's cheesy but it's also like really I don't know. It's really cool. Yeah. Uh, The the cheesiest example of that that I can think of uh, is in a like, is in like a, like a amateur movie called the gamers where you see from an arrow's perspective, an arrow, like follow a guy for like four minutes (laughs) and it changes direction. (laughs) Homing arrow. Yeah. It's really funny. Like in Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. Only like, like, in, like for, like Guardians of the Galaxy, only you you would have a little camera attached to Yondu Zero. That's amazing. And it, like changes direction, following the guy around trees and Aero stuff. Cam. <laughs> and it, it, it's super cheesy, but it's hilarious to like see that happen. That's awesome. I'm pretty sure I've seen that in some other stuff too. That sort of deal. Yeah, I mean, it's mm. really it's overused, I think, but I still love it. The, from the arrows perspective, yeah. yeah. Poor Boromir. He avoids these arrows for now. No. 
I always say with with Sean Bean though, you know, obviously there's the running joke with Sean Bean's career. There's body of yeah. work. He dies in everything. And I just I always think there's gotta be another National Treasure movie because he's still alive. And right. I just I don't feel closure. Because <laughs> I know he's out there. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh Sean Bean. He lives. <laughs> Well, I think my favorite, my, my fav- favorite Sean Bean trivia though, is that the Game of Thrones when they were casting it, and all the kids, all the like Stark kids, speak with like, well, not um, they can speak with an RP properly received pronunciation accent, and mm-hmm. then they're like to Sean Bean, oh, can you do an RP accent? <laughs> no, and so they had to turn to children <laughs> and be like, okay, you're all learning Northern accents now. Um, <laughs> I'm like literal children who speak really properly. Like, okay, you're being northern because Sean oh Bean can't do it. <laughs> Sean Bean's like, no, I can't change my voice that way. <laughs> you, it's, it's you, you just, hired you hired me. This is what you get. Like, I, like I can just see it in my mind though, just the way he'd be like, no. <laughs> right. Like I, I wonder if something like that happened with Lord of the Rings. Where like, hey, so like, can you do your accent kind of like this? And he's just like, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. The only time I've heard him do because he doesn't like, change his voice like, ever in anything. Mm-hmm. No, no. Okay, no, no. There's there's one film I've seen him do a different accent, and it's him and Kit Harrington both being American, and it's the worst thing. Oh <laughs> I think my it's God. like is it is it Silent Hill? I think. Oh, yes. He does. <laughs> he does put on an American accent in that, and it is bad. Did you block it out? Did you block it out? Um, that movie is bad. That movie should not be talked about. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so funny. Oh, yeah, he's just like walking around a deserted town, like trying to find his kid in this, this terrible American accent. <laughs> Not everyone can do an American accent as good as, like, you, Laurie, so... Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> That's hilarious. I, like I know, he, like, never changes his voice for anything. Like, he's not changing his voice at all for this movie. Right. He's just... He's just him. Like, um, he just shows up I mean, to work. Yeah. Um, just like, can, do, do you, uh... Can, can you do anything else with, uh, with how you said that? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Just, just a little like a little puff and a shrug, and no. Like, <laughs> like the only. I just imagine like... him like shaking his head. Like, I don't think he even shakes his head. I think he just like looks him dead in the eye, just like, lol, no. Just, like, just tilts his head a little bit, like like a dog that's confused Aww. with you. It's just like, no. Like like he doesn't understand the question you just asked him. Aww. Yeah. I mean, he didn't even change his, his accent in, like, The Martian or something. Like, he doesn't let up for anything. It's, like, it's just Sean Bean. I will look and sound exactly the same as I did as Boromir and then talk about the council of... <laughs> like... Right, like, listening to the commentaries of the cast, <laughs> everyone else has a different voice than the voice of their character, except right. for Sean Bean. Right, yeah. Like, <laughs> well, Billy Everyone Boyd speaks differently. Billy Boyd doesn't really that much. But, I, like, even in, like, their pattern of speaking, like, everyone else's oh, pattern yeah. of speaking is different. 
but not Sean. Sean Bean's just the same. The most he's startling just, difference to me is Sean Astin. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Sean Astin is the most startling difference to me on those cast commentaries. Well, yeah, because he's like faking it. Yeah. You know, he's like really faking it. And him talking about some of the blooper reels where like he says something really American. <laughs> <laughs> like, get down. Get down. <laughs> oh, man. I love that go to American is just like Southern. Southern like Texan. Gotta <laughs> 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 oh, do that impression of Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> right? Just start smiling and drawing a little bit. Yeah, that wasn't too bad. <laughs> I've heard worse. Oh, God. <sighs> I'm bad at voices, so, you know, whatever. Hmm? I know, you're Australian's hideous. Yeah. <laughs> it's intended to be. But anyway. <laughs> so we're from the website duelinggenre.com. Um, you can find us on Facebook. We have a Facebook page as well as a listener group, Fellowship of the Mic. Join, discuss, have fun, etc. Um, and if you have a moment um, and you use iTunes, please leave us a five-star review. That's the best way that we can grow our audience and we will love you forever. Um, <laughs> and thanks yes. again, Naomi, for joining us. Yes, thank you. special thanks to our Patreon associate producers, Leaper182 and Ed Foster. I hope you guys have a happy Thursday, and we will talk to you